said it at the same time start again no no yeah just no, we'll leave the it whole here. thing yeah we had a good run okay but i agree we had a good run that was pretty much all we could have hoped for from from this endeavor <laughs> how are you how are you doing do you like music yeah i fucking hate music oh i'm you good said the name you said the name how are you I'm doing well. Excited for Lovely. excited for episode two of I fucking yeah. hate music. Titleless as it, as it stands, but I'll we'll see what the title's going to be after we after <laughs> we go through the rigorous schedule that we've prepared for today's episode. <laughs> Our tight format. What you've been listening to this week? Um, a bit of James Blake. Blake boy, put an album. Towards the end of last year, I don't know if you've heard it. I have heard it. I, I was a fan. What do you think? Yeah, it was nice. It was cool. Very um, uh, it didn't really feature much, many vocals, which I was quite surprised at. I thought, but, anyway. but it was was this the was this the album or was it an EP that was about a trip, like being um, on drugs? It was like the different stages of taking oh, LSD, maybe or shrooms. I think. I only know it's called Playing Robots Into Heaven. I didn't really know there was like a concept behind it. Yeah, I can't remember whether it's that or or perhaps an EP previously. But you've been listening to Hammers Blake. Hammers Blake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, loads of Hammers Blake. I'm a very really, really big Hammers Blake fan. But I'm also yeah. very jealous of Why, Hammers he's... Blake. It's he's one of those artists that gets to like make really creative like um music and almost go into like avant garde stuff sometimes, but also works with absolutely massive artists and is like part of that sphere. Yeah, he's, he's just literally he's got it living perfect. the absolute dream. Respected by yeah. everyone. In all yeah. like <laughs> you know, he started in like the underground UK scene. Like yeah. step and garage, but then like everyone there still loves him. Everyone in yeah. the mainstream <laughs> loves him. He's collaborated with like everyone under the sun. He's an amazing producer, an amazing singer, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, literally got it all. Just and still, to... like, completely has his integrity as well. Yeah, it just like honestly, that's why it pisses me off. In what way? Because uh, he's so good at everything, and clearly oh. a really, really good bloke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On top yeah, of he it. is a bit of a bastard for that. Yeah, just uh, check his check his search history. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been listening to? I've been listening to a few things. As always, it's been jumping around a little bit. But recently, and we were talking last week about TikTok music marketing and hits of the summer. But mm. all over my. My page recently has been. Have you heard of an Irish rapper named Kojak? No. So Kojak. it's K O J A Q U E. Right. What kind of stuff and is it? It's just. It's really, really good. It's. I mean, it's it's hip hop basically. Right. But awesome production, and he's got a really nice flow, and the he's got a, like a pretty thick Irish accent. But it really like really complements the the music. I can't and, imagine that at all. Yeah, and the the instrumentals are really really nice. And he, I also saw that he produces as well. And he also seems like a nice guy. So I guess it's a theme. <laughs> yeah, these stupid nice talented wankers. I'm listening to um to Woof right now. The song by him called Woof. Yeah, cool. Interesting stuff. I'm gonna put him on my Yeah, he's really cool. He's done thing. he's done a few albums, but I think he's he's not on a label at the minute and he self released the last one, which is it's really cool. It's that like Phantom of the Afters. Phantom of the Afters, yeah, it's a really nice album. Also Delhi Daydreams, I think that's the first one, was a concept album about a day of the life. 
of a deli worker. Right. That's um what's his um oh sorry, go on. I mean he just doesn't take himself too seriously and that's it's it's fun. Yeah. What's his marketing strategy then? I don't know how he's like he's just he's just algorithming it up. It's just like it'll be yeah. clips of his songs or from his shows and stuff, and they just kept popping up. I wasn't even interacting with them. I just guess they kept getting into my into my feed. And then I was like, I need to listen. And I did, and I was like, oh, it's actually good. It's not just like a dance remix of, I don't know, a 90s classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's it's not actually... doing um, Song of the Summer. He's not doing Song of the Summer, but it's like, oh, this okay. is this is what I want. You know, this is, again, why I want target, hyper-targeted ads. Yeah. Yeah, you get exactly what you want every time. Exactly. Did you hear the... It's been out for a little bit, but the the or justice or justice and Tame Impala song. No, I didn't no. know that was a thing. No. I I like both of them. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Um, <laughs> no, I think it maybe came out last week. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's nice. It's it's cool. I'm pretty sure it's it's number one somewhere, probably in the US. I don't know. I don't really look at the charts, but I did read about yeah. it being number one. No, it's cool. I mean, I've always been a, a Justice fan. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they were really cool. I think they're probably a gateway for a lot of people our age to get yeah, into definitely. electronic music. And they're like, what are they like? I wasn't going to say anything about them. I was actually going to talk about Tame Parlor. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they are like a cooler Daft Punk for me. Yeah, yeah. I or, mean, more on the darker side, sonically. One one hundred percent. I was. I mean, I like Daft Punk as well. I think mm. uh, um, I saw Justice once, and they were really cool. It's it's just it's like it's like uh, the best way to describe it's hard because like you know, as like a blanket, I don't really love EDM. You know, like club music, Lately. dance music, like that. Yeah. They kind of rode that line between like you could maybe hear this on the radio, but also I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was um, kind of like the glitch mob. Yeah, sort of had that. They almost go into like IDM territory mm. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Where it's you had like Sumi yeah. and Mobile Disco as well around this time. Of the never heard of them. Well, they were all fun. <laughs> of the Tame Impala, oh, that's I was cool. going to say, without yeah. a doubt, the band I have seen the most times without wanting to see them, and that's not like a slight on them. It's like I've just they've played at every single festival that I think I've <laughs> yeah. been to for the past ten, ten to fifteen years. <laughs> they They're are just... always there. Yeah, I think I saw them the first time around two thousand and twelve or thirteen at a festival, and then everyone I've been to since. It's like oh, Tame Impala's playing. <laughs> <laughs> they're consistently good though live they, they are, I've got no problem with them they're good live they, they got, mm. they've got good tunes but I thought it was an interesting thing that I've never like paid to go see them but I've seen them probably more than any band <laughs> just through <laughs> pure circumstance because yeah, I mean you, you go don't you osmosis. yeah definitely but, but they're a pretty good festival band as well aren't they because everyone knows yeah. it and... yeah and they're like sunny and happy and yeah, they just they always fit the vibe. I wasn't uh, actually, I know this is going slightly off topic, but I wasn't a huge fan of the slow rush. Um, I don't really know if they're working on something new. I guess they are. Well, they've been, he's, or I guess it's, I don't know if it's like just Justin or whatever, but they've been, I feel like they've been popping up in features way more than I'd expect someone like Tame Impala to. Uh, the Gorilla, did with Mike the Skinner, gorillas. didn't they? Yeah, they did oh, Mike yeah, Skinner. They did, I called them the gorillas then, which really made me feel a bit <laughs> sick. <laughs> had that one with, with gorillas. Yeah. Which was, that was really good. I really liked it. Mm. But they, as I said, they're not a band that immediately comes to mind that would be like featuring on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, do whatever they want, can't they? <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys. I, I can't stop him. Them. <laughs> I mean, is it them or is it him? It is no, him. I think it's, but also it's them. him. 
Well, he had a. I know he had a um, band for a long time. Like he he has a flow of members. I think there's yeah. like ten of them. But obviously, he does all of the writing and producing. So like a I Queens think, of the Stone Age situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's Queens kind of, of the his Stone Age if they just fucking chilled out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Found Queens the of the Stone Age the kind of, um... pedal. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down, bass boosted. <laughs> I really um haven't liked the last couple of things Queens of the Stone Age have released. I think I stopped listening to them around. Oh, I can't even remember. I'm going to look at Queens of the Stone Age albums. I remember the cover of the album. I can't remember what it was. Let's see albums. I remember you um. Being really into Songs of the Death like ten years ago, yeah, even even longer probably. But I know I loved them; they they were really good. I think it was called like Clockwork. That was the last album I really uh, yeah. listened to. Around the time the songs started sounding a bit like car commercials. <laughs> yeah, they definitely um <laughs> like retargeted. I think and Ian started focusing more on pop. Although yeah, I did, I did shit on that song when it came out, but then I heard it live, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's actually good." It was one, it? like, well, I think it sounded like way, I guess, more how they intended it when I heard them live because they have drops like, I think they play in like drop C or something, don't they? So super right. thick, like weighty sounds. And when he played that yeah. riff, it was like actually really, like, really, like loud and powerful, thick. Rather than just like a Mazda M6 or M- whatever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driving around. I mean, I think it was like, if I think it was around the time he produced AM. Yep. Right. Yep. And then I think from that point onwards, it twisted more towards like a poppy sound. That's kind of how I saw the path in my head, and I, I became a bit more disinterested at that point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would agree. I just I haven't listened to. I don't. I didn't know if they had an album out last year, for instance. I just saw mm. that now. There's there's good tracks on it. Paper Machete's cool. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of one of those situations where you're more like pleasantly surprised when they do a good song now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess it's like Green Day is still going. I saw that. Really, still putting stuff out. I think. Is it good? I'm guessing it's bad. I didn't even listen. But the last thing I heard by them, I was not so, I wasn't so impressed by. I mean, personally. It kind of sounds exactly the same as as their music did. Well, they never really went through an evolution, did they? They just kind of consistently made pop punky stuff. But yeah, they had a brief. Well, not a brief period. There was quite a, a period around, like when like American Idiot came out and stuff, where they were huge. And yeah, they really jumped on that, and I thought it was good. I mean, I I was historically a fan, but I don't know yeah. whether I I grew up or they didn't. But then you know, I can I complain <laughs> when bands evolve, and I complain when they don't. So <laughs> I... <laughs> there's a there's a right way to do it, but I think it's a, it's a very fine line. I think every band has their expiry date. And once you get that one huge album out there, you're probably never going to reach that level again because people will just grow naturally disinterested, right? Yeah. And I guess you you can only, like, you can't just constantly innovate. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I do think um, Grimes has always done a really good job of, like, staying fresh, at least to my ears. Yeah, I don't know if you really listen to Grimes, but not every so album is a is a really different sound, but it's always executed really well, and it always sounds relevant. I see. <laughs> no, I've never. I didn't listen to Grimes so much, but this is Elon Musk Grimes. Elon Musk Grimes, yeah. Elon Musk Grimes with the funny. I think you really like Grimes. I probably would. Everything I've heard about her, um, and maybe them, maybe them. I I don't know. 
That's why I said it with the upward inflection. <laughs> I'll have a look. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what were we? Where were we? We were talking about what we'd listen to. Yeah. And we were going to do some music news, but I don't. I don't have enough music news. Nothing happened. Nothing happened this week in music. <laughs> it was just a really quiet week. There was all the <laughs> fest festival lineups were coming out. A million people released new songs. No one. <laughs> the crowd went mild for everything <laughs> that happened any, this uh, week. I saw any good lineups. I, I didn't look. <laughs> Although right. I saw, I saw there was one article somewhere. That called like twenty twenty four the year of the bad headliner or something like that. But headline yeah. bands are interesting. <laughs> That's my entire, so, entire comment. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? In like, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't have my finger on the pulse enough of like what everyone else is listening to. To know what defines like who who do people want to see on like a main stage at like a you know alternative indie whatever festival? It's just it's so diverse now. That's what I mean. I, why they're interesting? Think, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of festivals are still leaning on the um, like bring in the old wrinkly people who were popular once and then have them play their two hour set, like. Yeah. That's what you know, that's normally that's what you see when um whenever the Reading lineup comes out or something, isn't it? I remember seeing one Yeah like, and we probably went like I don't remember how many years ago. But it was like I was like, that was the same as when I went. And they were like older <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be oh. playing like those same five people will play all of the headlines until they die. Like Paul McCartney's always there somewhere. And then maybe the killers, Foo Fighters, and then yeah, Foo Fighters, Blink One Eight Two do it every few years. Yeah, we'll drag Elton John mix. out, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so boring. Like I really hate that they do that because everyone in the like we all know standing in those crowds that we're there to hear maybe one song that yeah. we heard growing up. And and then we're going to move on with our days, or we're going to stand there and pretend like we're we're in, interested in the rest of their overly long set. <laughs> and it's just such oh, a waste man. of everyone's time. It happened when I saw The Cure once. Yeah, they did like I think it was over two hours, and hard. <laughs> and they were one of those bands that were like thought everyone was there for the new record, and it's like oh, my days. <laughs> oh no! Play one of the ten good ones. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, one of the five that, <laughs> that everyone knows, and then that's enough, and that's fine. And you know, they're like saving them for the end. And I'm like, oh, this is just torture. I think I actually yeah. left and came back, and they were still playing. <laughs> I think I watched that. I think I sat at home and watched that, and was glad that yeah. I didn't didn't go because I knew you were all there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's it's a weird thing to do. It's um, it, it always feels super inauthentic because. I don't think, you know, it's got to be like 20% of the crowd that are there to genuinely experience an entire set of like an overly deified old musician. There's always something more interesting going on somewhere else. It'd be nice to see, um, yeah, like headliners be given to newer, more interesting bands. And I really like, I like it when festivals are always rotating, um, mm. like whatever's fresh. And it's nice to go every year and see like a slew of bands that you might have heard just naturally in the last year that are kind of fresh to the scene. Yeah. You know, there's just no point after a while in it's like Tame Impala as much as I like Tame Impala. Yeah. You know, they take up a festival slot in a way for well, they what take up be like many every year. Yeah. But people want that, every festival slot. But do they, they or do we do we just think we want it? Well, I don't, I don't know. know. It's always full, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But then it's full because I don't know. It sounds really pretentious, but I think that it's full because you feel like you should go because it's Tame Impala. Yeah, but you know, it's not like you're actively there 
for Tame Impala most of the time. It's right. like you said, they just happen to be there and you feel like you should go see them because they're there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's very know. true. It, you know, it's very true. We probably should have thought about it a bit before to have a more informed discussion. But I know what you're <laughs> saying and I think you know what I'm saying. So it will definitely come across. So it's, it's basically... Yeah, it's like cookie cutter, isn't it? And there's so many festivals now and there's so many where there's like not a lot of distinction between them right like especially the head it's yeah. like there's the rotation issue of like maybe like nine big acts who are probably over in Europe at the same time <laughs> and they will just <laughs> switch who's playing on the main stage last oh, <laughs> in which country um, throughout that I guess logistically it makes sense but then on that's the a really good point end, you either have like super like you go to like a showcasey festival like maybe one in like a smaller city and like venues around town and it's cool but then there's no one like i don't want to say good because they're good but like um there's no one it's not like a series of bands you want to see it's more like you're going to check out new stuff or you have like yeah. hyper genre specific festivals like outlook or dimensions or something where it's one thing basically the whole time yeah and if you love that thing yes. that's great and the lineup being the same doesn't really matter at festivals where there's DJs, in my opinion. Mm. Because maybe. Would... Go on. After you. After you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you were going to make a good point. I was going to. I was going to backtrack. My my point is basically made. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it'd be nice then maybe if you know the people that played festivals were were ones that were on the uh, like new album circuit mm. every time just like dragging out bands that aren't doing anything that aren't actively part of of the scene at the moment is just it's just not enjoyable for but me but i would i would prefer that to crush the old band who have just put out a new album that no one cares about and then playing yeah. that i'd re- i'd rather it be a band <laughs> who haven't released anything and they're just going to play the hits <laughs> for 2 hours Oh, I guess so. I, I guess it is difficult. Maybe and just also, like... But maybe some people strike. like new music and it's just me being a twat. That's definitely possible. No, maybe we're both being twats. I mean... But I think you get all old and you. cranky about bands, don't you, as you get older all the time. Yeah. And yeah. but and like when me and me and a friend a few... It was quite a few years again now where we went to see Enter Shikari were playing at a festival and they were like, we're going to play our whole first album. And then they got That's through. Sick. Like it was pretty sick. And then they got through a few songs, and you like shouted a line from a new one, and we were like, "All right, we're off." And we <laughs> went to a different stage. So that's enough pooing around about bands of festivals again. We're going to get into it every week. I don't know what the I don't know what the bottom line is. The bottom line is there is no bottom line. Do what no, do what you we're enjoy. Just, we're just grouchy and old, maybe. Maybe I don't know what I want to see. I probably won't. I don't even go to many festivals anymore, to be honest. No, L- let them eat cake. Let them eat festival. <laughs> I don't really mind, but we can get into the get into our spirited debate about something else now. Oh yeah, what you got? Something that we've been really excited for in the oh yes, I F H M community. (laughs) (laughs) We've had tens of requests to cover this topic. (laughs) Yeah, too many to count, almost. Yeah, for you, for me. (laughs) <laughs> I've I've in my in my episode notes I've entitled it Internet Wankers. So we'll have to we'll have to see if there's a better name, but I think it, it sums it up quite well. And for those listening at home or in the car <laughs> we basically want or are about to discuss people online who are either critiquing music that's like popular or like trying to help small producers um bedroom producers online 
but they do it in a way where they just come off as a complete wanker or completely wrong, making sweeping statements about things that I don't believe they're an expert in. And if they were, they'd probably not be commenting on it on internet forums or yeah. making posts about it. And so it's basically bad advice or, or, or like objective criticism of something that's very subjective. <laughs> um, it, it's the big sweeping statements. So I can, I can dive right in with, with an example that I found a few, a few years ago, but it sticks in my mind just because it's the kind of person I am. It was when, <laughs> when we were going to, when we released some music, I was talking to the guy who did the the mixing for us, and we were we were talking about mastering and where's best to do it. Like, do you use one of like the automated tools, or you get a mastering engineer? I mean, the consensus is you get a mastering engineer, right? I think still. And he was like, "Send me some examples of what you like, and like songs that you think sound good." Right, so you like the, the the master on them, which you know in general. I never like listen to a song, and I'm like, oh, the mastering's great. You're not supposed to notice it, right? <laughs> but anyway, I I sent. I think it was Baby by Fortet was one of the examples about like how you wanted like the bounce and stuff to sound, and he was like, oh, I I, I don't know who mastered this, obviously. And we were looking around, and I found on Fortet's Twitter, someone had asked him, and he said that he didn't master it at all. Oh wow! He he said I liked the sound of the mix, and that was that. I just I mixed it to how I wanted it to be done, and I just released it. And like <laughs> he was doing like this Q and A, and like the same guy replied like, "Must have been why I didn't like it then." <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like, "What are you? What are you listening on? Or like, what? Where? Where are you coming from to make this statement? Like that you have yeah. such a trained ear that." You didn't like an entire EP, or you know, even just one song. And you could, you, you're telling me you could hear something was off. You versus Fortet's ear. Fuck That's off. It. That's it. Fortet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of all the people, <laughs> must yeah. have been. Must have been why I didn't like it. I was like, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> you, you genius. You know, like you hear yeah. every, like you're bouncing along to a song. Ah, oh, this master. It's so. so... <laughs> it's just. Um, it's like. Yeah, it's indicative of of that of the whole community of it, isn't it? Of yeah, it's like and mixers and engineers. And this is like as we said the other week as well. Like everyone has so many tools now that you get so many, I, I guess, armchair experts or whatever, who because you can do something that's kind of resembling what they do, think yeah. it gives you the, <laughs> the almost like the right to to comment on things in a way that's like you could do it better or like. You know, ignoring taste or anything like that, I don't get where it comes from. This like, you make such strong statements that you could hear something was wrong with an EP, in your opinion, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's stuff like that. So I think it, um, but it's always coming from people who who don't really have the um, creative background mm. as much, and they get so technically invested in like some you know like a waves yeah. 550 2x compressor <laughs> plug-in and they spend fucking six months of their lives learning what every knob does mm. and i think that it's yeah it's just a massive insecurity isn't it that they have to project outwards but you see it absolutely everywhere and it makes it impossible to to find genuine articles on how to improve when that's it comes the thing to like just making your music because and it's flooded like... with this crap yeah and like it it's hard to explain i'm of the opinion that like there are bad mixes right you could you can definitely mix down a song badly but like if the creative is there and the idea is there no like 95 to 99% of people aren't going to notice in like and you can have a a mix that is technically quote unquote wrong but sounds banging you know there's no there's no yeah. rule there. Like a lot of like, I don't know, old like garage and stuff, like I think horsepower productions is the first name that popped into my mind. But you listen to it and it's like the mix is bad, right? But it's a banger and it's yeah. sick. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it all folds into that. But I come on, I know you've got I know you've got a comment. I know you've got one for me. Oh, 
look. Let me have a look at, at the ones that I was looking at the other day. There were so many that were really pissing me off. Okay, this was one that 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 frustrated me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Comment was on your pre-master or master, add a glue compressor, turn on oversampling, set a four to one ratio medium attack, and set the release to ebb and flow with your track. Turn on the built-in EQ and turn the high pass filter and set it to 130 hertz. It's the most unbelievably <laughs> specific piece of advice that is only ever going to apply to one track. And it and it, and it will make basically no difference to what's yeah. actually happening in the music. But someone has taken the time out of their day to write yeah. down this step by step, like it's a it's a foolproof formula. Yeah, and it just spreads like uh, it, it spreads misinf not misinformation, right? But it's better to comment nothing than high. There is no like templated hyper specific information that will help you in any of this. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like there is no secret. There's no you can't find a consistent formula when it comes to like using plugins and gear and mixing and mastering. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. I think maybe that's what's difficult for people to comprehend is that because it's not, you know, making music isn't necessarily a tangible thing. You can only use your ears and everyone hears things differently. Yeah. I think more logical, maybe more logically minded people, they they just focus on looking for like a pattern. Or yeah, a, or a solution that they can rely on. Yeah, but, like, like but a just yeah, it's the arrogance. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's like a the community focused arrogance of posting <laughs> stuff like this everywhere, and then just and then just leaving it at that and offering no actual advice beyond it. <laughs> We're like talking you have about not what, any means. what any of it does, right? Like, you could be like, you know, here's a tutorial on how to use a glue compressor. Maybe this yeah. will help <laughs> when yes. you're mixing or mastering. Yeah. It's like this is <laughs> yeah. Turning on oversampling and set the ratio to forty-one medium attack and release the ebb and flow with your. It's like no, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a bunch of absolute crap. But, um, absolute but people, people people what? support these kinds of comments. Like, no, but it's the same people. It's like it's a circle of idiots mm. upvoting each other. <laughs> and, <laughs> Not idiots, yeah. but like you don't have to be like a famous producer to give advice, you know. But but stuff like this is not helping anyone, and it doesn't make you look clever, which I guess is what they want. I think maybe it's just too hard for people to accept there is no hacks. Yeah, yeah, I think you're completely right. It's just that simple, but it's um, it's a fucking joke, and it's really <laughs> annoying trying to make music is just the most frustrating thing anyway mm. but not being able to go like i the other night i was just trying to do some kind of research on how to improve my like songwriting for specifically like electronic music mm -hmm. like how do you what's uh what are people's approaches when it comes to writing like a pattern like a chord pattern or something and it, you just can't you cannot find that kind of information anywhere no you know, and, and I can sort of understand why, because that is like, it's a purely creative endeavor. You have to really, you know, like train your ear and, and find your references and stuff. But but it's just flooded with, with all this bullshit. It makes well, it Well, that's the thing. To... Some of it's, um, some of it's that, yeah, the, the, it is like inherently a creative process and you just basically have to, like, especially with producing music, you have to learn so many things. And because it's also a problem because people, I think, ask the wrong questions, you know, when they're starting out, you yeah. know, like when you're first doing it, you don't need to know about the the ratios on the glue compressor, you know, before you like know what a song is, right? Because yeah. you don't just from listening. You, you don't, yeah. you, you don't understand, like, you can't just go from being a music fan to like the music software and make a song start to finish. So you've got people who ask questions too early on and then they get way too technical answers. <laughs> um, when in fact there's no answers, right? That's the problem. And yeah. then you you probably have like some level of like gatekeeping from the people who are actually good because why would I map out this whole thing because it's such a competitive space anyway. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you on this forum for free how to be yeah, better yeah. than me at this. <laughs> and, <laughs> Which yeah, which means you, that they, 
which yeah. leaves you with the section of people who are so up themselves <laughs> that they think they're good enough to tell you exactly what you have to do to achieve what you want. Oh, God. <laughs> because they think they're achieving what they want. It's all just a vicious cycle of crap. Yeah. It's a massive pile of shit that is <laughs> now impossible to wade through properly. You can't do anything about it. That's the worst part. Yeah. No, unless you go in with like a completely open mind and literally just take the advice as like, I'm going to see what this does to this plugin. Not yeah. like that this is going to fix my thing. If you use it as like a learning exercise in that way, then I think that's fine. But it's, you know, especially like starting out and stuff, you're not going to read it like that. You're going to be like, why is this not doing? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And it, then and you'll you... just quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll just stop. I think, uh, it, um, I think you really, when you're starting out, you can probably get away with, for a long time, just EQ and compression. And yeah. maybe some reverb. And that'll do like 99% of what you need to do. And then the rest of it can just be, how do I actually write a good song? Write a good song or pick a sound that is appropriate for this song. Yeah. You know, you're not going to like be able to make some crazy plug-in chain through a shit-sounding piano, you know. It's still <laughs> yeah. the shit-sounding piano. You would eliminate yeah, like ninety yeah. percent of your issues if you just looked for the right piano, <laughs> then changed yeah. it to what you wanted easily. Yeah, I think and it's hard because you know, I, I guess that process is boring, isn't it? It's not well, stimulating it, it to is. flip through a million samples, but that is how you—that's how you get good music, of course. And that's why everyone, how everyone started, is like a painstaking mm. process of being shit for ages. Yeah, listening like, to you, your kick drum on, on solo for like three hours <laughs> and then closing it and getting really angry yeah yeah and it's just ah uh, so I've, I've just i've pulled up another one another comment okay. this was um i can't remember what year that it came out but when when car seat hitters did their last album mm -hmm. so maybe 2020 around that time uh, this is in the comment that just about a meme about one of the singles, Martin. And then some the people are people are talking about like just the singles that had been released and blah 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 blah. They did like a few before the album came out. And Can't Call Me Down. I think it was a really good song. I really enjoyed it. And someone was like, Can't Call Me Down is definitely the best so far. I don't know why people are hating on it. And the reply is just so peak what we're talking about. <laughs> it was just mixing isn't very good. Chorus isn't as good as Martin. I think some of the first lyrics are weak. Rick. And just like, wrong. Like clearly yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> it's like you know. I can I can handle the lyric stuff or like you didn't like the chorus wasn't like as powerful as you might want. But just it's the mixing isn't very good comment that really fucks yeah. me off. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah like what from what, what position are you coming at yeah. that from yeah exactly it's said with so much conviction <laughs> yeah and joke. i um i i commented back i replied i asked <laughs> what's wrong with the mix because it was this is where i was seeing so many of these comments just in general they've always annoyed me and they were like some background elements i feel are too low Particularly, the vocals feel too low and the drums kind of overpower everything. And then, I don't like that we never get a full band chorus, not a mixing problem. No. Only is it. It's a cool idea for one song. But that's it, yeah. Hey, load, of, load of bullshit. Load of bullshit. A Some background creative elements. Decision. Feel it's, yeah, a creative decision. And they're background elements. That's why yeah. they're low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why would you want them at the forefront? <laughs> then they wouldn't be background elements anymore. <laughs> You're, you're, is, you're yeah. foley <laughs> peaking at six. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking stupid. So we're back after the scheduled break <laughs> with a fucking hate music episode two. And got, um, um, one more fact. One more comment. Yeah, more fact. No, yeah, comment. Sorry. Opposite of facts, these. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this one is um, very infuriating. It's okay. keep the high frequencies of hats low level wise somewhere around minus 42 in span with the mid somewhere around minus 33 is good <laughs> and bass needs to be hitting minus 36 and sub minus 30. Yes, loud. The kick can be the same level as the sub or 2 dB quieter depending on if the knock 
or the sub of the kick should sound the most prominent. That's when the luffs is set to around minus 7.5 around the busiest part of the track. I don't even know where to start. No, I know. It's just like a mental load of absolute waffle. It's complete waffle. I mean, the, and it, it's back to what we said about the set framework for like, what's it? All hats follow this rule, do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All hats and all kicks <laughs> apparently follow this exact, like, very specific numerical rule. It's so weird that someone would so confidently type out that entire thing. And there is, a, there's a small piece of me that thinks, like, am I the one that's wrong because I'm seeing this? You know, you see stuff like this everywhere, but I just refuse to believe that that is a helpful piece of advice for anyone. I mean, but if I'm reading it correctly, he's saying the hats should be louder in lower frequencies. Like you should boost the low frequencies of high frequencies, perhaps low level wise, mid somewhere around. I I can't make sense of it enough to, <laughs> to say to agree or disagree with you. I've read it about ten times, and I have absolutely no idea what's what's being said. Do you maybe know what they were? This was in response to, or you don't remember? Um, I I can't remember. It's definitely mixing can't. advice. I'm it just, is mixing advice. Yeah, it, it's just insane. And then, I mean, again, I I don't want to go in the opposite direction and make a sweeping statement. I assert myself. But I would just cut out all the shit at the bottom of a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Just <laughs> yeah. chop the bottom off and then yeah. continue with your day. <laughs> it's literally yeah. If your hat doesn't like, sound do good, then to... pick a different hat. <laughs> yeah. There's never you're never gonna be in this situation where you need to need to like adjust to this degree. It's just insane. The other, the kick can be the same level as the sub, or two decibels quieter, depending on if the knock or the sub of the kick should sound the most prominent. There's so much wrong with that. Like, and also, where does where's two decibels come from? Yeah, it's also not accounting for fundamental frequencies or no. anything. Especially like, when he got so, or well, this person, I don't know who it is, but they, they got so deep into the frequencies of hi-hats, but then the way more specific thing about kicks and subs, <laughs> where you really need to carve out the space yeah, for, yeah. they have not mentioned at all. <laughs> yeah, the bit where you should actually be paying attention <laughs> on that level, where it's not just white noise. It's actually it's quite crazy to get it so yeah. wrong. I mean, I, maybe it sounds fine. I don't, I've never done this, surprisingly. And I never no. will. No, I have no <laughs> desire to try this at all. <laughs> what a huge waste of time. There's it's... just so many factors that would that would change how this would not work. Like there's so many variables yeah, I when mean, it comes the... to making something. Exactly. At the base level, like the, the sound selection, like every single sound is different. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You know, like the pitch the like sound what you want it to be doing the arrangement like if you never have the kick and the bass playing at the same time then this advice is going to do absolutely nothing for you <laughs> it's just weird i don't know it's and so then, so weird it's so odd and it's so common and yeah and why is he talking about the laughs as well, like that just rounds it off the stupidity. Yeah, I can only assume this. This had maybe something to do with uh, like bouncing a track and getting it on Spotify or something. Yeah, probably. It's de- well, that's more of a yeah. It's like a mastering or like a release ready thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just super, super weird. It's really depressing. There's not. There's just not a good source anywhere for learning how to make better music. It doesn't matter where you go. It's um, there's just saturated forums full of this crap everywhere. And yeah, I there, mean, there aren't there aren't good resources. I mean, I th- it, it's like like we said before, the resources. As you, yeah, you can't just go and like type it in because you get with this kind of crap, and this is all that comes up. I think the only way is to just do things and follow yeah. tutorials, but not expecting the end result to be, you know. The be all and yeah. end all. Yeah. Like, just focus on like making music 
yeah, you can find the way to do things or like ways to how to use the software. But if uh, if you can't make your drums sound good, then the luffs are the least of your worries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, I've just—I mean, I'm look, this could also just be total bullshit. But I'm looking at a quick, like, <laughs> like a graph of of luffs and where they should be. And he said, so minus seven point five. So guess what he wants to be hitting? That's on the that's on the very high end with a with a little there's a little down thumb next to minus five. <laughs> well, if you get a <laughs> so, down thumb, then clearly you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Internet uh, wankers. Just stupid, isn't it? <laughs> like, you remember, it's just the last thing on it, when I think we sat and we watched some disclosure streams together. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't fuck around with any of this when they're making music. Like, obviously, there's a point, you know, they send it to mixing engineers or whatever, mm-hmm. where that's relevant. But the music always sounds incredible from the get-go, before they've thrown any crap on it, before they've started... Yeah, they're not sitting like, there like doing the mid-side EQ for like <laughs> thirty minutes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just finding good sounds and then putting them together in really good ways. Yeah, that's and, what people should be focused it. on. Unless you do Definitely. want to become like an engineer, right? And then you should be yeah. diving into engineering and how to actually use everything. And, yeah. and you'd be working on like things that are basically the finished article, but you're you're polishing them, right? Yes. Yeah, and the... even then, you know, it's music has changed, and it's like you said earlier, bad mixes doesn't necessarily mean bad songs, and there's there's plenty of really massive songs out there that are independently produced and mixed, and might be like technically bad, but are huge hits and sound really good and are yeah. fun. And it doesn't matter, and it's definitely they're not looking at the at the at the high frequencies of the hat, low level wise somewhere around minus forty two in span. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, one of the best yeah. pieces of advice I ever got. Obviously, I don't think I'm an amazing producer by any means, but my friend, who's who, I think he's one of the best. You know that I know personally. Yeah, he wants to be, like he he only ever gives tips every now and then. I think, <laughs> and he doesn't even realize he's doing it. <laughs> and he was just like, never use reverb. <laughs> it was he was like, no matter how little reverb you've used, it's too much. <laughs> no, no reverb ever on anything. <laughs> and if and that comes because I think when you start, we could do a whole episode on reverb. <laughs> but um, I think it's like a like a you think it sounds good or better when you drown things and you use yeah. it and especially using different ones across the track even or like even just like on the send. But once you take it completely out of the equation, you just focus on it and then maybe you can add it later, like yeah. where this or to one or two things. <laughs> But I don't know about you. When I started, I was slapping reverb on everything. Uh, yeah, I and, still, like... I still want to every yeah. time I put anything in anything. Yeah. It's the first thing I want to do is slap loads of reverb on it. <laughs> I guess you're just, you know, you're trying to drown out your mistakes or poor sound yeah. selection, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it just you don't realize, but it's making everything harder to to sort out and keep yeah. track of, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it just washes the them. whole thing out. Yeah, so I think it's one of the things you have to be really careful with, but. Yeah, that's uh, that was one of one of his tips. <laughs> Stop. Great tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure we'll find more comments in weeks weeks to come. But I was uh, we don't have much time left, so I'm just going to end with question time. Let's do it. It's uh, <laughs> it's I'm excited. Com- <laughs> it's completely out of left field because I couldn't think of one, so I've just been looking around. For, okay. for, for for questions. So, do you know which um, which Spice Girl is the, is the only one who didn't have a UK number one? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you got Posh. That is baby. one of the Spice Girls. Posh Spice, <laughs> Baby Spice, Sporty Spice, Scary. Scary Spice, Ice Spice. Who's the last ice, one? Ice, ice Spice. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the last one? That's a good point. Oh, they've just got their names here. Saucy Spice. Is that one? I know. Let me, let me have a look. Not. Oh, yeah, here we go. 
scary, sporty, baby, ginger, and posh. Okay, it's ginger. No, wait. Uh... Ginger is Jerry Halliwell, so... Oh, so who's baby? <laughs> baby is Emma Bunton. Okay, yeah. Posh uh, mm. Spice is Victoria like... Beckham. Scary like... Spice is Melanie Brown. Sporty Spice is Melanie Chisholm. Okay, it's it's. I think it's Sporty Spice. I'm sporty actually spice. really confident that it's Sporty Spice. You think it's I can't Melanie... bet money on it. Melanie, how much money would you bet on it? Let's <laughs> put a fiver on it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bet with you because I know the answer, but you're wrong. It's um... oh. <laughs> It's it's posh spice. Victoria Beckham never had a UK number oh, one. No way, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought. Well, she can't really sing though, can she? I suppose. I think I mean, she you... was the, notoriously the one that can't. <laughs> well, um, I, you'd have thought she would have still snuck one in though. Yeah, I would have thought so. Especially definitely. If, if old sporty imagine Melanie Chisholm managed to. <laughs> what was um, Melanie Chisholm's number one? Let's find out. And was it as scary spice or Melanie Chizzo? Oh my god. She's had twelve UK number ones. Oh no way. Yeah. <laughs> was it never be the same again? What Chizzo? Yeah. Chizzo. <laughs> oh Chizzo. Yeah, never be the same again. I've never heard that song in my life. I think those are inflated numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but fair enough. Spudging the numbers is she? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but the Victoria Beckham only ever got to number two. Damn. With Very surprised. Out of your mind with the true steppers and Dane Bowers. Oh, yeah, it's a classic. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's um, that's that. Spice Girls. Pop. <laughs> haven't really, haven't really touched the pop yet. We'll, we'll see. No, we'll get there next week. There's a lot coming up. I'm looking at the the plan next week. We're we're in for a, in for a big one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time, Alex. Thank you. And um, I'll see you next time. Yeah. See you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye, Dave. Bye.